Are you an early years or primary teacher? Are you keen to reflect on your professional development as a classroom practitioner? Are you keen to get something published in an educational journal? If so, the National Association for Primary Education is looking for submissions for the Rosemary Evans Bequest Award 2023. Deadline is the 1st of December and has an award for £800. To find out more details, go to nape.org.uk. If you need help building your online presence with podcasts, live streams or recorded video, see how I could help at educationonfire.com forward slash media. That's educationonfire.com forward slash media. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello, welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to those who've been in touch and saying how could they support the show. It's really kind and and I'm really grateful that you'd like to be able to do that. So we now have the option to be able to do that via what's effectively an online tip service. So if you'd like to take advantage of that, I'd be really grateful. It's educationonfire.com forward slash support. Now, Katie, Becky and Ali are three mums who know what it's like to raise a family. With a total of 17 children between them, they are in the trenches of motherhood. But along with being a mum, with their educational and professional backgrounds in business, health and beauty, these three women came together to create a company called I Believe in Me, which is an online mentoring programme for tweens. For over 30 years, these women have worked in their communities, online and at special events to help girls strengthen their confidence and realise their potential. And now, with statistics of sadness and the harm of social media, they are more determined than ever to help parents and girls face the challenges of today. I Believe in Me promotes self-motivation and resilience through tools and daily habits to foster growth. Becky, Katie and Ali are working to strengthen the hearts and minds of young girls. And here at Education on Fire, we talk so much about it's the community and everybody that's involved in the child's life, which is so important. And you can't get a better example of this than Katie, Becky and Ali talking about I Believe in Me. And I'm really delighted to be able to bring you Becky, Katie and Ali to the show. Thank you very much for being here, everybody. Hi, good morning. Thank Fantastic. You Great to see you. Thank you for coming all the way from the, the specific side of the, of the, of the US. It's, uh, it's a long way from here across the pond, but it's, um, it's always great to get those um, international connections, which I, I love chatting about so much. Katie, why don't you start us off? Tell us what's it all about? How did it sort of come to life? And, and, and sort of what are you trying to get, a, get across for everyone? Oh, I love to. I love your introduction about being there for these kids and helping to build them for their futures. And honestly, that's exactly what it's about. I Believe in Me is about supporting these tween girls. And really, the concepts can be universal with boys and girls and families and moms and dads. But we really focus in on these sweet girls because of how it started. So it started with a company that I started years ago called Singers Company. It's singing and dancing for younger age girls, about three to 10. And it's about using the tools of singing and dancing and performing to strengthen their confidence. And over the years, the parents grew to love this program and they trust it. They see the growth in their girls and our mission of confidence was being accomplished. And they kept asking for more because these girls were growing up and everybody knows that when a girl reaches the between the ages of 10 and 13, things can get a little bit tricky and they begin to develop their life habits and become really truly who they are. And they can get a little bit confused and overwhelmed. And the parents just trusted our brand and they wanted to see what we could come up with. And I thought about it for a few years. I had worked with Becky in the previously with Singer's Company um, this this first program and with Ali and I love these two and they are the perfect people to help this age group of girls, these tween girls. And so I asked them if they would like to get involved and they jumped on the chance to help strengthen these girls. So we created I Believe in Me and it's very different than the original um, business and the original program for younger girls. I Believe in Me is completely online. It can be accessed from anywhere, even England. And these girls um, have their own little login. They become members and of a basically a tween girls group that are there to support each other and are guided by Becky, Allie, and I. 
and we give them weekly episodes and really they can watch them on their own time but it's just all about growing their garden of life and we use this garden theme to make it easy to grasp these concepts and life habits and life coaching that we are helping them as they navigate through this tricky but fun and exciting time um anyway so we are all we just are there for them and it's a it's going really well these girls are growing there and through the episodes and the fun that we bring in and the happy that we bring in because a lot of that the world has to offer these girls is very um it's very hard and it's very it can can take them very easily into a darker more difficult place but our approach is a very happy this life is an adventure you're special we need your talents this world needs you let's create let's discover who you are let's share that with others and the approach is just very safe very happy very encouraging and it works so that's kind of what i believe in me is it's a membership program for girls online and we meet once a month live but they also have a lot to navigate on their own as we support them through it through episodes and little mini videos how to's in all the different areas friends school study habits family relationships growing your talents talking about your changing bodies i mean just everything that they uh that they are faced with in this new phase of life we cover so we love fantastic and, and and i think for me there, there are a couple of things that really stick out one is the fact that you want to feel safe in this environment don't you so that sort of natural progression that you were talking about and already having relationships with, with children and parents and that kind of thing is a really sort of important factor um and i think the other thing is is that it's very easy once you sort of get to that sort of tween age to suddenly realize life's not quite the same your relationships are slightly different because everyone's like say getting older and then to suddenly start to morph into now we need to be a different parent or we need to be a different way or we need to give different advice is a little bit of a gear shift. Whereas being able to do that sort of tween area gives you the sense of we've got this a little bit more of a gradual change. We can start to have these conversations when it's not such a big deal. We can kind of morph and, and ebb and flow with some of these things. And I think that then means that you don't quite have that black and white or that turning point or that now I'm older <laughs> rather than being younger and that kind of thing. And, and certainly in my experience as a parent, that's sort of, I think, having that in the back of your mind, even if it's like I say, it still can be difficult to navigate that, but certainly is one of those things which uh, is certainly a very important thing to have in the back of your mind as you go through. Um, so Becky, tell us what's your background and obviously you were, you, you were part of that original concept as well but what's your background and sort of your sort of role within it so i have worked with girls for over 30 years within singers company within mentoring um i'm a certified habits coach a tiny habits coach so i've helped women and girls of all ages try to establish routines in their life and set goals and accomplish those and feel empowered and resilient through all of the hard things right and with katie's expertise in singers company and building confidence in young girls i i felt like you know what i i do have something to add katie i can totally come in and support you and i believe in this i believe in this um in this area i i believe in these girls i believe in the power of little girls and if we can help strengthen them and give them these tools at this special time in their life when they're not too old to think that they know better and they're going through these developmental behaviors that will shape the rest of their life. So I took my experience, I, I got my education, my, my bachelor's in exercise physiology, and I, I was a personal trainer for years, helping women achieve their physical goals. And I noticed that a lot of times their confidence was wrapped up in how they looked. And that happens really young, right? And we want to get away from that. We want these girls to realize that it's who you are inside. It's your mind and your heart. It's, I mean, of course we need to take care of our bodies. We need to have healthy habits. We need to establish good routines and habits in our life, but all in the purpose to be who we're meant to be, be the best version of ourselves and not compare. That, that comparison game we really have seen in this tween girl um, life that, is so prevalent on social media now. It's just, it's in their faces all the time. And so I, Katie and I, and Allie all want help, want to help these girls realize that 
they don't need to compare themselves, that we can help them through developing their garden of life and growing their talents to find their own little strengths and their own little um, talents in life to help them. I mean, it's it's really important, that idea, I think, about understanding what's going to happen to you before you get there because like you say if you know you're going to be bombarded with something if you understand life is going to be a bit different people are going to talk to you differently how you're meant to show up in the world is different because suddenly at a different school or like you say you're going to have different friends with different perspectives about you know what what their version of social media is and how they're going to deal with it and how maybe you'll want to go about it in that way it's such a I, I don't know. It just means that you sort of see that flag. It doesn't have to be a red flag, but you kind of know that, ah, oh, I already am aware of this. I might not have experienced it, but I can at least have that that breath of thinking, ah, oh, I'm going to think about this in a different way. I'm going to go about it in a different way because it's not something that's sort of got me left field and just sort of swipes me off my, off my feet without any sort of real 100%. knowledge of how that is. Yes. And I think um, what you've said about parents this program and what you're doing on your podcast is to support parents in these different phases of life with their child's life and their child's education. And what you were just saying is we kind of see ahead as parents, we try to like what's coming. And if we can, like you just said, establish this foundation for their life, get their garden of life, get their soil ready to grow, so that when they enter this new phase, they have that confidence to make good choices. So right at the beginning of the program, we right out of the gate, I always say like right out of the garden gate, <laughs> we talk about with these girls who they are. And we tell them, you are a girl with gifts to grow and share. And that grow and share pattern and mindset for their life and their garden of life is what we want to go to just root down deep inside their hearts and minds that I have something to offer and my unique talents and abilities are needed in this world and they're beautiful. If we were all the same, it would be quite a boring world. It'll be a little bit pretty, but we talk about, okay, like my favorite flower is the daisy and Becky's is the tulip. And if I just had a garden full of daisies, it would be pretty, But if I'm right next to Becky's tulip with what she offers, it's even more beautiful. A bouquet of differences and strengths and what everyone brings to this world is what makes it beautiful. And so I feel like that's the foundation for these girls entering this new phase of life. And if as parents and educators and, you know, obviously the resource that we are, I believe in me, if we can instill this confidence of, I like who I am. I know I have something to offer and I want to grow these things. I, I want to be a better, you know, I want to be a better cyclist. I want to be a better musician. I want to do really well in school. I'm really good at, you know, videography. I really want to pursue that just to, to help them take these desires and talents and feel empowered to grow them and focus on growing. And like Becky said, to root out the comparing, like to weed out, I guess is the right word for our garden terminology, (laughs) is to know what to put down deep in you and let grow and nourish and what to just yank out and keep out of that garden of life. And so it's really the education before the education, before they step foot on that, you know, 10 to 13 year old new classroom, new school, we want them to have that sense of foundation who they are and what they have to offer. So we focus a lot about that on the beginning and then we quote grow from there. And I really think for me, it's that sense of so much of what, I mean, maybe it's um, specifically UK, but I think it is more general as well. It's that kind of, you, you very quickly get to realize you're just doing what you're told. You know, you go to school, you're supposed to know the answers. You're not supposed to be too inquisitive because otherwise you might, you know, which is the complete opposite to what so many people believe. But it's like, you know, you've got this testing regime. It's like, I ought to know this. If I put my hand up and ask, maybe they'll think differently of me because I ought to know it already. And, you know, maybe I should be more mature than I'm coming across. And so everything that you're talking about fostering is just that kind of 
being who you are like you say flowering in that way but also just feeling like you've got control of how you want your life to progress as you get older um and that's just a um a snowball effect of positivity which like you say once you can navigate certainly through these years as well then you know the positivity is going to really sort of flourish from there um and ali t- tell us a little bit about your background in in terms of sort of what you're bringing to the to the project as well um, well, actually, in school, in college, I studied marriage and family therapy. Um, I never I got married and had kids and wasn't able to kind of get through the next level of education with it, um, but have loved being in this realm of uh, my father was in the mental health business um, all, and still is to this day. And I've loved learning um, how to manage those feelings and like Katie said, growing and kind of being your best self. Um, and so that's kind of my background. And so when Katie approached me to come and, and, um, be part of the company, I was like, yes, this is my, this is my chance to kind of do it in my own way. I'm not one to be in an office all day. Uh, a little bit more lightly. I'm a little bit chaotic at times. And so this was, Ali is the sunshine in our garden. I was like, Ali has to be part of this because these girls will love Ali's energy. And it's she has an energy that just brings so much light. And I knew I needed her. We needed her for this program yeah. because these oh God, like you're so nice. So I love helping the girls because I remember being that middle school girl. I remember having to switch schools. I knew zero kids. And we talk about in one of our, um, in one of our episodes and we teach the girls how to just get through hard times, because that was a very hard time coming into a new school, not knowing anybody and just knowing how to navigate friends and meeting new people. And so I was like, yes, I want to help them be able to get through these things that, that I had to go through and things that I wish I would have learned every time we record, um, our curriculum. I'm like, gosh, I wish I would have known that. And I, and I can like picture <laughs> in my mind, all of these instances where I'm like, I would have done that different. And yep, that would have gone much better had I known or had these tools I can kind of pick from. Um, so anyways, I'm so excited to be here. So excited to be part of the company and just hope that we can, I can help offer these girls just how to be happy and kind of get through those hard middle school days because they can be challenging for sure and i think what i love the most which comes across um, so so brilliantly is the fact that a bit like the analogy was saying about the flowers you know every flower is beautiful in its own way and it's very individual but i think the way you can come across as a group like say as a bunch of flowers as a group of people where while you can be amazing in your own right, that combination of being in a community and bringing everyone together, and right. you're, you're, you're sort of more than the sum of your parts because it's that community and the sparking off each other and the inv- the interests and the things that you can build together and and the friendships that you can join, which makes life much more kind of fertile than it ever can be just sort of being isolated on your own. Exactly. I'm yes, done. Mark, we actually we actually have a mantra that that we teach these girls. It says, I'm awesome, you're awesome, we can all be awesome at the same time. Because we want these girls to recognize that you don't have to compete with your friends. You don't have to compete with so so and so over in, you know, that group or that team. That you can be awesome and they can be awesome all at the same time. It's it's a universal thing that we can build off of each other, just like you said. I love that. Yeah, I, 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 and it just comes across so clearly, and uh, and it comes in the uh, in the energy of your voice as well as it's actually been able to see you as well, which I think is absolutely absolutely fascinating. So, how much of this sort of input and the way you designed it is is based on your own personal experience, as Ali's just been saying, but also in terms of your experience with your your own children or people within your family and that sort of personal element. So, uh, Katie, why don't you start us off from that standpoint? So we talk about these weekly episodes and we have seen through our own children and through the communities and through the programs that we are, we have created for these girls, the needs of these girls. And that's why like the number one need is they've got to know who they are, what they want to be about and how to get there. And so there's a lot of distractions. So in this program, we start there. 
Who are you? What do you like? Where do you want to go? And how do you get there without getting distracted by all the stuff that the world throws at you, whether it's distracted by screens and social media, distracted by negative relationships, distracted by discouragement, just feeling discouraged yourself, like you can't accomplish something. How do we get there? And so we break it down really tiny. We break it down into all the different you know, parts of your life. And one of the main things we teach these girls is at the beginning, that in order to grow, your garden has to have very healthy soil. You can't grow flowers or vegetables or herbs in rocks. You can't grow them in sand. Everybody knows that. So when you think about yourself and your own garden of life, we teach these girls that their soil is their mind and their heart. And working together, that guides them throughout their life. And so um, we do something and it's called soil checks. We teach these girls, it's a self-monitoring system as they make these decisions of who am I? What do I like? What do I want to pursue? Is this friendship working for me? Is this situation a bad? It's how they judge the little choices every day. You know, should I study for that test? I know I really need to, but how do I go about doing it? All these, all these day, their little days, we break it into all those little choices, right? So these soil checks keep them in line with their dreams and their belief in themselves and where they want to go in life. And so there's two questions that you ask to perform a soil check. So if you're a girl and you have any, any subject matter in their life, whether it's studying for school, um, get doing well in a subject, whether it's choosing friendships wisely, who they're hanging out with and being influenced by, whether it's what they choose to watch on, you know, on social media or just in general, a movie or a television program, what they are consuming, all these choices of what they're bringing into their garden and what they want to grow can be monitored and guided by their soil, their mind and their heart. And so the two questions we have them ask in any situation, in any subject matter is, does this make sense for me and my age? That's the question regarding their mind. And then how is my heart feeling? Is this a good, like, is this a good friendship for me to be a part of? Am I feeling good about myself when I'm around this person? Or am I being, or am I wilting? Am I being, am I being dragged down? Or if I'm watching this particular show on the television, is this appropriate for me? Or are the subject matters, is it making my heart feel icky? Is this not connecting? Is something off in my garden? Do I feel a shadow coming upon my garden where I can't have the sunshine helping me grow? Like they have to be honest with themselves. And this soil check self-monitoring system helps that honesty come from within. It's not someone telling them, you can't watch that. You can't hang out with that group of, you can't wear that outfit. It's too, it's too revealing for your age. It's giving these girls the strength to make those decisions themselves to understand what it, what that little, ooh, that tin, twinge of doubt inside them, that's their soil monitor going, uh-uh, this isn't for you. This is going to bring you down. This is going to stop your growth. This is going to make you, you know, bring the shadows in your garden. So, and so we just want to empower these girls. So yes, do we draw upon in our episodes, we draw upon everything we know. We start with the soil and foundation, but we talk about failures in life. Becky has an awesome story about when she was about 12 years old, just had a really huge failure in her life, you know, and, and how that, and what, what you do when that happens. Um, Allie has had that story about when she had to move and like friendship issues. Like she, we, we talk to these girls, what do you do? We talk about when you don't do well in a subject at school. What are your choices? How do you get out of that? We talk about your daily routines, how that establishes. We talk about it all. And we bring in our own life experiences and also what we're seeing in the world around us, the trends. We talk a lot about how those trends can affect these girls and how to navigate them wisely and carefully so that it keeps the light shining and it doesn't bring any darkness in. So kind of a long answer, but yes, we, we touch on it all and we bring in all of our life experiences, the small ones and the little choices to help these girls. 
and and I think what what you can understand then is that it's given them the scaffolding and the support they need moving forward because like you say you can you can interact any of those subjects or any of those ideas to you know a, a late teen or, or an adult or even to myself you know as long as you've got the basis of what you're trying to do and the quality of those questions then you're in great shape then to like say to make any of those decisions moving moving forward as well so becky i just want to ask you you can go into your um 12 year old story if you wish but my, my, my first part <laughs> of that um was going to say with such a sort of a, an age range of children if you sort of found how life has changed in that time in terms of sort of their their experiences and what they've been in, involved in and how sort of the similarities and the differences of what this sort of program could help them with yes i think i think one of the one of the the biggest blessings of being a mom for so long and having so many children to say i've had seven children you know and all these different age groups they're all different and they've experienced different things but the principles and the universal the universal foundation of how to be happy and how to succeed is still the same. Just like in a garden, like you said, like every flower is different, right? They grow differently, they smell, they look different and they're supposed to be different, but they all need sunshine. They all need water. They all need nutrient dense soil to grow. So with our children and as a parent, it's a, it's tricky to, to know how to parent each one individually and, um, you know, apply the, the discipline and the principles best for that child, because it might not be the same as for the child next to them, but there still has to be a structure. There still has to be roots and a routine for this child. Um, like my oldest, she was going through the teen years right when social media was introduced, right? And I, as a parent, I didn't know the dangers per se of what was there on the screen with Instagram and the comparing and, it, I learned a lot and she learned a lot. And now down to my fourth daughter who on her own account, hopefully I'd like to think a little bit with my encouragement, she decided not to even put social media on her phone because she didn't like it. She didn't like what she saw in her sister and her sister's self-esteem in how she was comparing herself to people she saw on her Instagram or on social media. And she realized, I don't need that in my life. I don't need that in my garden. That's not going to help me grow. And she's now, she just graduated from high school. And I told her just two days ago, I said, well, you can put Instagram on your phone if you want. Like, you know, you can make that choice. She's like, yeah, but I don't really think I need it, mom. Like, I'm kind of waiting to see at what point am I going to want this because I'm fine and I'm happy without it. So I'm, I'm learning as a parent because now I still have three more children after her that I'm hoping they can use their sister's, you know, experience of realizing, guess what? Emily was happy and thriving actually because she didn't have this source in her garden. She didn't have this competing distraction for her attention, just like Katie said. And it's not that my oldest made that mistake, you know, purposefully. We just didn't know. It was so early on with social media that we just didn't know at what point to introduce this into your garden and, and to bring this into your life. These kids have to know how to navigate it, how to control it, where it belongs in their life and what importance it holds, which is not a lot, right? So there's things like that, that I've seen over the arc of my motherhood where these universal principles of giving these kids their choices and helping them navigate and make good choices while keeping the sunlight, while watering you know, their soil and helping them continue to grow and progress and feel empowered as a human being in all their differences. So, yeah. It really, it really is, um, makes a, um, a lot of sense that as well. And I think also what it really sort of highlights is that sense of it being a journey. It's not a like, oh, we've made a mistake and therefore we failed. And so there's right. no point in doing the program or doing anything, you know, it, it's game right. over. It's that I'm making a decision today based on what I know. And then tomorrow I'll make a different one and I'll be older and wiser and our experiences. Are right. And, and, and it's a continual right. one of those. And, and then from there on, you know, you can make as good a decision as you can based on those facts and, and what you know and and to be supportive in that and to have grace with yourself for that and it's a hard thing to do but it, i think all the things that we're talking about so far give you that sort of support to know it's okay because i've seen this i've heard this we're sharing our yes. experiences old and young and all of that kind of thing 
Yes, and when you have the tools to make those decisions and to and to do your soil checks or to know what feels right for you, it's empowering because you realize you have a choice and each day is a new day. So I totally agree with you, Mark. And we have we have an episode all about pushing your reset button, where like you said, Mark, like you don't always know the effects of something that's happening. And when you can start to feel that maybe a negative effect, you everyone has the power in that moment to just let go and be like, okay, this is not going in a good direction. And you just push the reset button and start over and just start fresh and give yourself that huge bit of grace. I mean, that's what life is all about. Like we're not here because we're perfect. We're here because we're learning and we're growing and we've got to figure out for ourselves what is going to make us grow to the best version of ourselves and how far can we grow if we are honest and work hard and don't get discouraged when we maybe fall down and make a mistake that maybe we didn't know or maybe we did know that was a bad choice, <laughs> but we know that we can tomorrow's a new day. The sun always rises. And we have a new shot at growing our garden. And, you know, a garden doesn't die overnight. Those roots are down deep. Plants can regrow. You know, when I'm like, I love gardening and just, I have this huge daisy plant right now and it's just overwhelming with blooms and it's, it's starting to just sag because it's so heavy with blooms. And I know, I know I have to cut it back because that's what you do. So new growth can come and it's like killing me. And I think that as a parent or even like a, an educator sometimes when you're watching these kids grow and they start to go through a hard time and you know you have to maybe put you know come down hard on a certain topic or they have to get maybe punished in a way and you you're kind of you feel like you're dragging them back as a parent or an educator but yet really you know that you're doing that so that in the long run they can grow even stronger and ha and more beautiful and can do more good with the gifts that they have. So these life lessons, these resets, you know, the sun always coming up on the next day, um, that's what life is all about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Ali, take us into the sort of the journey of what people um, experience. So they've come in, you, you've sort of talked about all of the, the thoughts and the processes and how you're gonna go about sort of having that idea of where you are and asking those questions. What happens when you get towards the end of that? So we're talking about a specific age range here. So as you sort of get 13, do you sort of graduate? Do you kind of move on to something else? Do you sort of feel like we're here to support you, but you're not part of something on a regular basis? Sort of how does that work? So, um, yes, the program technically ends. Um, we're, we're geared primarily at, at the 10 to 13. Um, there is more to come more programs coming on the horizon for the next age group, age group because we are always always growing in life and and the the coolest thing about the program is that these little nuggets that they're learning these little mantras these tools are something that they will take with them forever i mean just just as we've kind of talked about and come up with these um with these tools as as a 40 year old right now, as an adult, I'm like, okay, I got to do my soil check. I got to do my soil check or, or nope, three strikes that friend's got to go type of a thing. Because, because I've learned from, from just being a part of the program as, as the educator that, that they actually don't really graduate. I mean, they do technically, um, but, but it's something that they actually get to stay that will stay with them forever. Now the program, yes, that will that will end, but we've got more things because there's gonna be different, there's gonna be different circumstances and different challenges as they get older. If you think about your middle school self compared to your high school self and even your college self or young adult self, there are there are challenges and and they are heavier sometimes and meatier. Um, and and we're we're gonna hope to just grow with these girls um, personally and as a company to just continue to provide tools um, and resources and education for them so they know where to go. They know that they can go back and they can remember and look at their notebook and the notes that they have taken that they will be able to take this with them for years to come and hopefully use them 
when they're a mother and raising children or in their new occupation or in a college setting um, or whatever, you know, happens to approach them in life. Yeah, I think that's really important. And, and you can immediately just think, you know, having a conversation with a 17 year old and some of the issues that they're going to be having isn't necessarily appropriate right. for a 10 or an 11 year old. So there has to be that kind of exactly. arc of, of appropriate appropriateness, I think is probably the, the, the right word as it goes through. <laughs> yep. Yep. And we kind of conform to the different age age groups, obviously, like with Katie Singer's company, it was it was very young and happy and 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 fun. And then now with this, I believe in me, we, we, we start to talk about the problems and start to talk about the issues, but it's not it's not super deep. We address them. But you're right. When when they get to be older, then we kind of start to dive in to um, to just big, bigger things that they can that they can handle and, and challenges that we'll be facing them because you're right those age, the things that they're experiencing are so different at those age groups. We hope for these girls that one of our final episodes is talking about their garden tool belt and how they've, they've put all these tools in their belt and that belt, like Ali says, it will never leave. They will always have the, their garden shed full of tools and they'll take them with them forever and they can draw back on them and what we love about this garden mentality and the symbolism is how easy it, it plants in their head and it will stay in their head and so that's why we use the symbolism so that they'll remember you know later on in life we have one little mantra just about navigating relationships and friendships and how you sometimes someone may hurt you and may hurt your feelings in a school relationship. Friendship is huge for these girls, like navigating friendships is so huge. And we talk about it a lot, but one of the little mantras, the garden tools that they can pull out even in high school when they're being, you know, like targeted by someone or they feel down because of a comment someone made, one of the tools is four seconds. You get to choose how long that comment is going to hurt you. Is it going to be four days, four hours, four months, four years, or four seconds? And we talk about it needs to be four seconds. And so they'll remember that. They'll remember in those situations just to brush it off and move on with their day. So we're hoping that's our hope for these girls. And we talk about it towards the end of when it's winding down, um, that you've got these garden tools, keep them in your belt, you know, don't neglect them and forget about them, but keep them in your belt so you can pull them out at any time that you may need one. Yeah, I love that so much. And and I'm course we're sort of talking about that sort of those experiences and also those um those sort of skills and everything. Is there something valuable about your school experience or a teacher that you remember? Um, and not only has that had an impact on you, but how have you kind of sort of reversed engineered maybe this into the way you approach what you're doing now and, and how you're supporting people? I'm, I will, I have two teachers that I can think of. And this was right as I was entering these years, about 10 years old. Um, one of them was Mrs. Dilworth. And she really taught me just the love of reading. Like she recognized that I really loved mystery books and she would just help me. And that became like some, that became me. Like I loved the, the, you know, the suspenseful books and, and she would help. And I just, she helped me grow that desire to just read and enjoy reading. And so I love that from her. And then another teacher, Mrs. Stefan, that was next year. So I was about 11. This is not a great story. I mean, it is a great story, but at the time I made a bad choice. I was taking a test once and I really didn't cheat. I can honestly say that, but I did. I had paused in the test and I had glanced over at my friend Scott's paper. And I didn't get an answer from him, but she saw it and she didn't do anything in that moment. But after the test, she pulled me outside and she spoke to me about it. And I think she knew I didn't have time to get an answer or write anything that, that. but as a teacher, she was so loving the way that she came to me. I, of course, I got emotional. I was so embarrassed, but that taught me she kept the power inside me. She didn't get really mad and squash who I was or say I was bad. She really knew me because of her love as a teacher and how the love she had shown me all year. And she, she just kind of in a loving way, let me know that like, that I wasn't that, 
that I was, I didn't need to do that. Like I was a smart girl that that would never be something that I should or w needed to do. And, and it was just, she was really brilliant in the way she handled that situation because I came away corrected, but also very strengthened. And I think that has stayed with me as we, as I've created these things for this, these girls and the way we train our directors for singers company and the way we approach this time of life with these girls is that what we do is really positive. The correction or the guidance that we give them, we don't dwell on the negative. We talk about it so they know about it, but we show in every way possible and help them grow by focusing on the light that's already inside them, helping them to grow that brighter and recognizing that um, they have the strength in them and to focus on the happy, to like enjoy life, to create a life that is full of joy and happiness and know how to deal with maybe the ugly over here, but in a very quick and efficient way where it never takes away a major part of our happiness, that we can stay who we are and we can be happy. So those are the those are a couple memories for me. Yeah, I love that. So so impactful. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Or indeed, is there a piece of advice you'd give your slightly more mature self now looking looking back? Um, so I think um, a piece of advice that I would give maybe my younger self that I've that I've known as an older individual is to stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. I think if these girls can learn, like, who cares what they think? If they can learn that early in age or early on um, and at, at a young age, they will be light years ahead of their peers. Um, I remember as I'm kind of thinking about this, I remember like fourth and fifth grade, I had two of the best teachers in elementary school. I loved them dearly. They were, they were such good teachers and just really were very encouraging. And I remember I would raise my hand all the time. If I had questions, if I had comments, if I had anything, I was just raising my hand all the time. When I got to middle school and like I had mentioned earlier, we moved, I became very unsure of myself. I didn't have a lot of friends. I ate lunch by myself for like a week cause I didn't know anyone. I mean, it was just a rough go for a little bit. And <laughs> so I became, I became very, I'm a very extroverted person. I became very introverted and I became very unsure of who I was. So I wouldn't raise my hand. And I, and that kind of carried over, um, for a couple of years now that I think about it. And so I wish I wouldn't have cared what other people thought because I never really struggled in school, but, but in a school setting, I wish I would have been more confident to raise my hand and ask more questions. I wish I would have been more confident to stick up for in a friend group when somebody was gossiping or um, because I was worried about what other people would think. Or does she think, you know, she is Allie going to take her side and not her side? Or um, does she not understand, you know, the math problem or whatever? When those are the things that would have helped me grow. You know, those are the things that would have helped me in my classes, in friendships, personally, um, emotionally. I, so, so that is like the biggest piece of advice. If girls can learn to just be confident and happy in who they are and to not worry about what other people think, um, their life won't be easy, but it will be so much it, it will just be easier to get through the more challenging, difficult things. I mean, especially with social media. I, I can't even fathom what my life would have been like with social media as an 11-year-old. It would have been terrible. It would have just been, I mean, I would have just been an emotional roller coaster. And I know that's what these girls are facing. Um, our youth are just facing so many things. They're so worried about what um, is coming across on the outward appearance and what what other people are thinking of them do they have the coolest 12 year old birthday party are they wearing the cutest new outfit are they are they getting their self-worth from outside sources so short and sweet yes don't care don't worry about what other people think <laughs> <laughs> good one 
yeah, that makes such a lot of sense. And like you say, thinking back to how life might have been, <laughs> like you say, with social media when you were younger, I'm, I'm certainly in the same position. And even now I'm thinking about how it is for, you know, my relatives who are older than me you know navigating that in some way or another the bits of social media that they do use what they don't want to use and how they navigate that in, the, in a personal level I think it's a, it's a really fascinating well it's probably a whole nother podcast but yeah certainly something to be really, <laughs> yeah. to be really aware of um is there a resource you'd like to share well um Becky I think you're going to answer this in terms of it could be a video a podcast a film a book could be personal or, or related to what we're talking about but something which has had an impact you'd like to share well, I'll share a personal favorite book of mine, but it kind of bleeds into I Believe in Me and the things that we try to instill in our program. Um, but this book, it was, I mean, I guess I could say an answer to prayer at a time in my parenthood when I was feeling so overwhelmed. And there just was a lot of things expected of me. And I felt like I was not thriving as a mom, as a human, as a person. And I found this book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Have you heard of it? I have indeed, yeah. And it, it's an excellent book. And I found this book and I realized this is the key. I have got to get my morning routine down and check all my personal boxes first with silence, my affirmations, my exercise, my reading, my journaling. Like there were definitely building blocks that I needed in my life to enable to turn around and be the mom or serve other people in my community or help people who needed me on any given basis on any, on any day. And so I took this book, I took the miracle morning and I established my morning routine and I watched my life change. I, I watched my confidence grow my stress level. I mean, of course, nothing's perfect, right? But I had a structure and I had, a skeleton to work with where I could now put in habits that I wanted to create, goals I wanted to accomplish. And this became part of what we wanted to write into this program because I so firmly believed in routines and creating healthy habits. And there's a way to do that. So teaching these girls that routines are your roots. When life gets hard, when failure comes in, when, you know, disappointments and big things happen when trials come in life it's it's going to be hard and it's okay to feel like oh you know like i'm struggling i i don't i don't know what to do but then to realize that guess what take it back to the basics take it back to your routine as simple as it might be just go to your most elemental routine forget about all of the fluff just go to the basics and little by little start each day with those solid foundations and your confidence and your attitude and just your overall feeling, your emotional well-being will improve because you'll realize I don't have control of everything in my life, right? But I can get up at a certain time. I can make my bed. I can say some affirmations in the morning. I can clean my room. I can compliment my children. I can make breakfast. There's things that I do have control of that will help shape the rest of the day. And then it starts to snowball and the day gets better, the week gets better, little by little. So 100%, I would highly recommend The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod to anyone and everyone. And of course, tweens don't have time to go read this book. So we definitely, we take this book and we bring it to a middle school level of teaching these girls the power that exists in a routine, in you know, those tiny habits and feeling confident and feeling good about yourself just to work hard and make your choices, make your day work for you. I love that. And I, and I, I love what you mentioned there in terms of, of using what we know that works, like you say, whether it's a book, whether it's a program, something which we've experienced. And I think as parents specifically, we can bring that down to what's going to be really helpful in the here and now in a way that's appropriate but what it does do is it means that when you're able to then say oh maybe like when they're older you know maybe you'd like to look at this book or that book why use this or this is where these things came from it's the next step rather than just something that's completely out of the blue and then they'll go oh yeah I can see right. that and, and they and they can mature with it in in that kind of way which I think is is such a such a great idea so 
Katie, why don't you finish us off with one, making sure you've told everyone where they can find out more about the programme so they can get involved if they want to, or if there's sort of one final nugget you want to make sure that everyone leaving has sort of etched in their mind so that they know exactly what it's all about. For sure. Most, I think most importantly, we want these girls to know and these parents to know how much we believe in them as parents, as they're trying to help these girls navigate their new, especially this phase of life and how much these girls, how beautiful they are, how needed they are and how much light and potential we see in them. And they are our future. They really are. And we just want, we created this because we just want to do all we can to help parents to be a resource for them, to be to help and support and their girls. And so to find us, you just go to bloomfully.com. Think of a flower blooming fully or a girl blooming fully. So bloomfully.com. And then you'll see the two programs there, Singers Company for the Younger Ages. But obviously today we focused on I Believe in Me ages 10 through 13. And that is the program. And then it just, it gives all the information on what it looks like when a girl becomes a member, you know, what it looks like when she would log in. And then you can make a choice on the different membership options there. But we would love to have anyone that has felt that this might be a bright light in helping guide this girl and these parents through this time. And we're here. We're here if it makes sense for you and it feels right. I love that. And and I can really sort of sense that moving on as well. It's sort of it's sort of Ali alluded to, you know, the next stage, the extra bit of support. Um so when and as that happens, Phil please do come back and tell us more and more about it. And um, if you get to the kind of the, the dad age 50-ish kind of version as well, then please let me know <laughs> and I'll, I'll get involved, get involved too. So um, yeah, thank you so much, Becky, Katie, Ali. It's really, really, really fantastic. I really, really appreciate what you've done. And a big a big thank you for, from all of us here, Aww, here watching. Thank you. Fantastic. Yes. Um, yeah, really appreciate everything that you're doing. Keep up the great work and uh, yeah, really look forward to um, being able to chat again soon. Thank you for listening and being part of this wonderful community. With over 300 episodes, I've collated 20 resources from guests that have been on the show to help you in your educational journey and those of you involved with young people. Just go to educationonfire.com and you can sign up on the homepage. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.